Hi, juniors. You're listening to the podcast for Monday, August 31st. Let's take a moment and remember that we are in God's holy presence and ask blessings and prayers for all people who have been affected by racial injustice in this country. All right. So you should be checking out slide number 55 for the things that you need for today. All right. And Mr. Meyer did decide to change a little bit of what we are doing today. So the lesson question for today is a new one. Please add it to your lesson questions. Please add it below the tweeting about the Declaration of Independence one. Copy and paste it right under there. Okay. Now, what we've been doing so far in U.S. history is we've been taking a look at the types of societies people wanted to build in America. All right. You've got John Winthrop, you've got the Tohono O'odham, you've got Thomas Paine, you've got the Declaration of Independence. They all have a different type of society that they wanted to build. All right, and I want you to take a moment, review those for yourself right now. You can pause me to review them. All right, so the, the types of societies that people want to build, you can say that a different way. And that is that different people have different visions for America. All right. When we're talking about the type of society someone wants to build or the type of society someone wants to see, we're talking about their vision for what America, what they think America should be. All right. And all of the things we've already looked at can talk about their vision for America, okay? If you haven't looked at slide number 56, and if you're not taking notes, you probably should be taking notes at this point, okay? Now, the reason Mr. Meyer decided to change course slightly and talk about visions for America is because of what's going on in our country right now, all right? We've yet again had another person of color, black person, be shot by the police yet again. And you may have noted that it got so bad that the professional athletes that are playing in bubbles and everywhere else right now started protesting. They boycotted their games and it's all snowballed into professional athletes are boycotting or protesting what is happening in this country. Okay. And so in, in a few months, we are going to tackle an entire unit that has to deal with slavery and race relations in this country. Okay, we're going to do that right around the time of the election, but it is probably an injustice to not at least notice that it is still present in all of the U.S. history that we're going to be covering until then. 
okay? And so this brings us to the point I'm getting at here. And I want to I want to make very clear to you that I am not advocating any political thing right here. I am not advocating anything. I'm not advocating one side or the other. These are just observations of the state of our country. You may hear my personal beliefs bleed through a little bit, but again, I'm not advocating one side or the other here. All right. And so when you look at professional athletes protesting, when you look at the Declaration of Independence, when you look at what John Winthrop said, when you look at what Thomas Paine wrote, you are seeing the defining question of America's history. All right. And this is on slide number 457. All right. You're seeing the defining question of American history. That question is, what is the vision of America that we want to create? All right. Everybody has a different vision of America that they want to create. And, you know, your teachers and your parents and grandparents and everyone older than you in some form or another has been engaged in trying to create a vision of America that they think America should be, right? My great-grandparents came to this country in the early 1900s, right? And they came because they wanted a better life, and they thought that their version of America could help them live a good life and create families and give them a place that they can have a job and be free and not feel threatened. Right. I imagine that a large number of your parents or grandparents did the exact same thing. Right. They came to America for a reason. Right. And for whatever reason that is, they brought with them this vision of what they think America should be. Right. And Everyone older than you, your teachers, parents, grandparents, cousins, all those that are older than you, in some way or another, we've been engaged in some kind of struggle for what we think America should be. And a part of what we think America should be is how we treat other people, right? And to be perfectly clear, I believe that America has done good things, right? If you went back 50 or 100 years, it was a lot harder for people of color to have any kind of voice, to vote, to be able to provide for themselves and their family, families. Right? It was harder. It has gotten easier. Is it perfect? No. There are lots of things we can still do better at. And I think the thing, one of the big issues right now is why do our police keep killing people of color but not necessarily killing white people right and it is a huge question and as a white person 
it is not something that I have to worry about, but I know that everyone else that is not privileged like I am has to deal with this question. And so, and so everyone in this country in some way or another is engaged in, okay, what's the vision for America that we want to create? Do we want to try to create an America where people of color don't have to fear being killed? Do we want to create a vision of America where the status quo of where we are is perfectly fine? Right? This is the conversation that's happening in this country right now. Right? You've hopefully noticed it in the fact that both political parties have both major political parties had their conventions over the last couple of weeks. And in the midst of all that, professional athletes are protesting racial injustice in this country. Okay. And the thing Mr. Meyer wanted to address the fact that this kind of stuff is going on, right, and help you work with it and bring it back to what we're doing in American history because American history is all about what is this vision for America we're trying to create, right? And so we're going to look at the look at look at that what, what visions for America do people want to create? We're going to look at that in Mr. Meyer's two favorite mediums, right? Mr. Meyer loves sports and Mr. Meyer loves history, right? And so I want you to recognize that when the NFL players this summer took to social media to demand that the NFL recognize the fact that Black Lives Do Matter, when NBA players demanded that the league allow them to make, make these statements of Black Lives Matter and other statements on their jerseys for their games in the bubble, this is not a new thing that professional athletes do this. Right? Professional athletes have been doing this since there's been professional sports, really, and especially in America. All right? And so I'm going to ask you guys to examine a brief history of American professional athletes protesting racial injustice. All right? I did not give you every little bit. I did give you some of Mr. Meyer's favorites, All right? and if you flip to slide number 58, all right, you'll see a link to the article. And Mr. Meyer pulled them from another article that came out last year that he read last year and was, is a very good article, very interesting article. Okay. So you may be asking and should be asking why, why is it that professional athletes are the ones that get attention for protesting issues in society? Why, why do we focus on the professional athletes? Shouldn't it be the politicians and the regular people in this country? Yeah, it probably should. But here's what professional athletes have done, right? Professional athletes have... Cur- professional athletes have realized that they've got a platform, right? And here's why. They've, they recognize that a dis- 
disproportionate number of professional athletes are people of color, all right? Especially in sports like the NBA or the NFL, right? Each professional sport does not accurately reflect the diversity of the country, right? But professional athletes have noted, hey, look, uh, a lot of us are people of color, right? And they've, they've begun to understand their role in society, right? Think, think about what we expect from sports, all right? Sports is entertainment. We do, we watch sports to be entertained and to get away from the issues of the world, right? And because of that, every time a professional athlete protests, there's backlash, all right? The American people believe it's their right to be entertained and forget about the problems of the world, all right? Several years ago, this was given a nice catchphrase from people who wanted professional athletes to just entertain us and don't worry about the issues of the world. All right, this phrase, shut up and dribble, all right, I believe it was a Fox News host directed at LeBron James, if I remember correctly, but that phrase, shut up and dribble, shut up and play football, shut up and play soccer, shut up and run, you know, whatever it is. This it has become a nice catchphrase to understand where American, some American people are coming from, right? They think they should be entertained, and I don't want politics in my sports. Shut up and dribble, right? Here's the thing. Professional athletes have correctly identified that without them, there is no product to entertain people, right? Professional athletes are the best in the world at what they do. They stop doing it. The product's not very good. Right. And this is an issue because without the professional athletes, there is no product to entertain people. And therefore, nobody's making any money. Because of this, professional athletes have recognized for many years and even more and more now that because of this, they have a platform that forces people to listen to them if they want to be entertained and make money and or make money, right? They have also, professional athletes have also correctly identified that, hey, if our society has some serious issues, maybe our society should be focusing on those serious issues instead of focusing on being entertained, right? And so this is why we're looking at professional athletes protesting in American history, okay? because it's not a new thing. They've known this for a long time. It is just now they are their leverage is becoming greater and greater because there is more and more money in professional sports. And so professional athletes have a history of protesting what is going on in society. I want you to read about the examples Mr. Meyer selected for you in that article. It's linked on slide number 58. It's also in the assignment post for today. Read about them. Should take you like five to ten minutes. You can pause me and read. All right. Now that you have read about 
different professional athletes over recent American history protesting racial injustice, I want you guys to to compare those professional athletes' vision or visions of America to the vision of America that's laid out in the Declaration of Independence. All right, please use evidence, two to three sentences, description. All right, make sure you're citing your evidence correctly, following guidelines from the How to Use Evidence document from a while back. Please make sure you're doing that. I want you to see what kind of comparisons and contrast comparisons you can make between what the professional athlete's vision of America is that they want people to pay attention to and what the vision of America is as laid out in the Declaration of Independence, okay? Should be two to three sentences. Make sure you're using evidence. Um, I do... It, it, honestly, it should take you like five to ten minutes. It should not take very long. Okay. Once you've done that, please make sure your lesson question for today is answered. All right. And then all of this total should not have taken you too long. All right. You should be under 45 minutes or around 45 minutes of work. So I do want you to check out online discussion number four. Look at what Mr. Meyer is asking you to think about and then respond to by the end of the week. All right. And throughout and what you should be thinking about throughout the week. And then I do want you to review the directions and what it says about journal number one on slide number 59 and the directions in that assignment post. I want you to review those things. All right, that is tomorrow's work and it will be due tomorrow. Please get ahead of the curve and actually like know what you need to do before tomorrow, all right? Uh, there will be open office hours. You should have calendar invites for when your open office hours would be, all right? All right. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Please make sure that you've got the two to three sentences turned in, you've answered your lesson question, and make sure you've reviewed online discussion number four and journal number one. Okay. Have a great rest of your day, juniors.